Hello, I'm Doug Bennett. Thank you for listening to my introductory podcast. I've set this podcast up because I found an old goals book way back in 2012. And I was amazed to find that I'd completed 10 out of 11 of those goals. And so that set me on a journey where I was on the edge of financial oblivion, close to bankruptcy in 2010. And now I find myself in a very comfortable position, completely different scenario to those dark days. So I'm going to share with you a number of different ways in which you can make a huge difference to your future life. So join me on a weekly basis as we work out about how goals do come true. Today, I'm speaking to my good friend, Anita Finden. We have known each other for a number of years. I was best man for her husband, Steve. Anita coaches leaders to demonstrate outstanding leadership having provided leadership to her team and the kids while deputy head teacher at a local school. Anita has intrigued me with her challenge to the traditional SMART acronyms that I've used in the past, which I would love to hear. So, Anita, thanks for joining me today. I'd like you to tell our audience a little bit about your story and your special perspective on goals. Yeah, sure. It's great to be here. Good to see you, Doug, as always. So I was a primary school teacher for many years and um, for about 20 years and I held leadership roles for most of that time and at the last school I worked at I was fortunate enough to have leadership coaching. A leadership coach came in for our team and coached us one-to-one and that really changed everything for me. It opens up my mind to what coaching is and what we can achieve when we set goals and when we push ourselves and when we want to make a change. So I just, I just loved it. It changed everything. So when I had finished working on what I wanted to work on, I worked on a few different things with my coach and put them into practice in the workplace to benefit the staff and the children and the families. When I finished with that and my coach said to me, Anita, you are the change that you want to see. That was just such a fabulous thing to, to hear and, and to be part of. That's when I decided that I wanted to coach the staff. So I asked him to show me how to do that so, you know, in a very basic way. And I started off just trying it, trying different coaching questions with the staff informally, you know, even just in the staff room. And then more formally, you know, in meetings, one-to-one meetings, or even in group situations as well. So that's, that's how I sort of got into it. And then just as I was about to get ready for headship, that's when I started my family. So my two wonderful boys came along and I decided I wanted a little bit more time at home, a time at home with them and my family. So I had coaching again and this time it was life coaching and it was for me, just for me. And I decided to take the, the big brave leap out of, out of my job and out of my career and out of education. I spent a whole year on the sofa cuddling my baby and then I thought, what could I do? And I remembered coaching. It was, it was a part of me. It wasn't too far away. So that's when I trained to be a coach. So now I'm a qualified coach and NLP practitioner as well. And I still, still learn different things. It's called transactional analysis that I'm learning at the moment. So all to, to help with my, with my coaching and to, to support people to make their changes and to meet their goals. So goal setting is a really big part um, of coaching and to facilitate and enable people to set their goals and what to do to get there and how to reach them. And that's where I learned, when I did my training, that's where I learned different types of goal setting. So we did learn about SMART and it's a very well known and very well used format and goal setting structure. I know you've used it yourself, Doug, many times. 
But my training also opened me to other ways of goal setting. So I'd like to share this with you, Doug, because it might be something that you take on. You never know. So if you want to be a bit part of this, then I'm going to explain maybe the difference between smart goal setting and something else, which is called a well-formed outcome, which I do at the beginning of every um, coaching session that I do with my clients. So let's take a scenario, Doug. I know one that you know. Say your goal, say someone's goal is they want to climb Kilimanjaro. You've done that, haven't you, Doug? I have done that. So you um, must have set Yeah, goal. that was a step-by-step process. Took quite yeah. a time of training and the like, yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is set that goal. Let's pretend we haven't done it. I haven't done it, and maybe lots of listeners and viewers here haven't done it. So say that's our goal, to climb Kilimanjaro. And if we were going to put that through SMART then I'm having to read it. I'm having to read it off the screen because I don't use SMART in my, in my coaching at all. So SMART, people will know that it stands for being specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And there are some other words that match up with it that have got similar meanings. So let's put that through. Let's put climbing Kilimanjaro through it. So specific. I'm reading here that there are some questions that might go with it, like what do I want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? Who's involved? You can. I think each section probably breaks down, Doug, does it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's think then. So climbing Kilimanjaro, is that a specific goal? Yes, it is. I want to climb that with my friend. And there'll be different reasons why you might want to do that, like raising money for charity or improving fitness levels or the personal challenge of it. Okay. So all of those all of those applied all of those absolutely applied great so the next one measurable yes it's measurable because i'm going to do it then and i will know that i've achieved it because i've got to the summit or as near to the summit as i can do so yes it's measurable i made the summit oh you're amazing (laughs) that's good it is good doug is it achievable Well, yes, because people have done it. And, you know, if I did the training for it, and as you say, broke it down into stages, then yes, it's achievable, relevant or realistic. So is it? Yes, it's relevant and realistic because I want to raise money for charity. And yep, it's realistic because I can do it. Get fitter. Get fitter was one of the the things. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. And time bound. When do I want to do it? Well, I want to do it, I don't know, next October. Or when's a good month, the weather there? Or when can my friend do it with me? You'd, you'd pick a time, okay? So smart goals get you to where, you know, get you forming a goal and giving you some information for where you want to be. And lots of people use it. I prefer to use something called a well-formed outcome at the beginning of my coaching sessions. And perhaps here you can see a little bit of a difference. So what I do, first of all, is to ask somebody to embrace their goal and to put it into the positive and to use, usually it helps if they use as few words as possible. So it is quite concise. So I will climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And then I ask them, is it a goal that you have initiated yourself? Okay, and that's really important because, you know, if it's a goal that someone's given to you, like, you know, your friend's done it and your friend has cajoled you to to do this goal as well and you're not really committed to it, then you're less likely to achieve it. So is it a goal that you have initiated? You may have been inspired by somebody, but is it a goal that you really want to do? Yes or no? Okay, if the answer is no, then maybe think again. So yes, it is. Is it a goal that you can maintain? So that means, can you actually see it through to fruition? Are you actually committed to this and you can do the steps to get there? So again, you just answer yes or no. If it's a yes, then we go for it, okay? And then I spend quite a long time thinking, putting the person in the place 
of the goal being actually met. So when your goal is met, how will it affect the people around you? So they think then, they imagine themselves at the top of the summit or after the journey or home when, the, when they have achieved it and they put themselves in that place. And that's really important. And how's it going to affect the people around you? So how will it affect the friend that you're going with? Okay, so you can pitch in here, Doug, because I know you've done this. So a client might say, well, it'll affect my friend because that person would feel really um, proud of me and it's um, some bond time and they would really like spending time with me and it's an achievement we can share I don't know Doug what else might it be what else might people say well the, I mean the other things you know if you're doing it for a charity as I did I did it for us in a bus a small local charity that I worked yes. with and that year I actually raised the most amount of money for a, an individual Yes, um, exactly. So, so rather than a corporate, I, you know, I raised quite a lot of money. So that, that in itself was, was quite an achievement. And that led on to me being asked to become a trustee. And then now I'm chair of the board of trustees. So it's, you know, that, that was another thing that came along as a, as a byproduct, really. And that's another thing about goals, I think, is the byproducts that come as a result of achievement. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I would ask them to go through those people. So first of all, their friend they're going with. Secondly, you're right, that would be the next person. What about the charity? How, how does it affect them? So then you would talk just as you did. Oh, well, you know, um, they would raise more money. They'd be able to use it for this. I can impact on one specific person. And you start to think about that person. Any other opportunities that opens up? So you start to sort of see that. How might it affect your friends and family? Oh, well, they'd be really proud of me. They might be inspired to do something similar. I think they would think it's really good. You know, all those really positive things about how it actually even affects your friends and family that, that aren't even going with you. They might be inspired or motivated as well. Okay, so, and then people can think on that. So that's, that's the bit. How does it affect the people around you when you've met your goal? Okay, and the next part is when you've met your goal, what will you see? So, Somebody might say that they'll see the summit, they'll see the beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset, they'll see other people celebrating, they'll see, I don't know what's there, a flag or a signpost, you know. Yeah, yeah there's a big sign, Uhuru yeah. Peak, 19,416 feet, approximately. Yes, so it's that sort of stuff, because you'll see the photos that other people have done it, and you just want to be in the photo yes. and bring that back down with you. Exactly, and we already have um, an image of that, because we will have seen photos or images on TV, so we can, we can put ourselves in that place and see, see that, and how beautiful that must be. And then I ask them, when you've met your goal, what will you hear? So they might start to imagine what the sounds are like there, the sounds of them celebrating, the sounds of their own internal voice you know saying well done to themselves and feeling really proud they might hear things like you know thank yous and gratitude from the charity or congratulations from their friends you know this they say what people might say to them so what will you hear when you've met your goal so what kind of oh, well actually it might even be silence is there any silence at the top of Kilimanjaro if I was up there I'd like me a bit of silence <laughs> yeah no it is quite quiet Mainly because the oxygen levels are so low that nobody can speak anyway. Okay. okay. It's enough to get enough oxygen in to yeah. be able to, you know, walk back down. So. Walk back down. Absolutely. So that just sounds really peaceful and, and, and uplifting to me. So, you know, even before you've done that, you can put yourself into that place. And then I ask them, and when you've met your goal, how's it going to make you feel? Well, on top of the world, literally on top of the world, literally 
And metaphorically, I'm going to feel on top of the world and so proud and humbled and inspired and, you know, all those things. I don't know. How did it make you feel, Doug? It was, yeah, it was all of that. I mean, there, there was a, a little bit concerned because, um, you know, we had got up there. All of us had managed and um, statistically you, you tend to lose one or two along the way because yeah. altitude sickness can, can affect you unexpectedly. But, you know, yeah, we were all... Um, very very pleased we were concerned about one of the guys because he hadn't taken enough water with him but um we all managed to get up and get down so that well that's just my nature i worry about people and making sure that they're okay but um yeah no it was an incredible experience and i managed to take the flag with me so i've got a photo of me on top of kilimanjaro with the us in a bus flag yeah so, so they can use that in their marketing which is pretty awesome yeah, that's great. And you will realise that you can do that. This is a really important part of goal setting for me. And what I do for my clients is to put them into that place of the outcome of the finish when it's finished. So and it serves a couple of purposes, really, I suppose. One is to visualise it and to know what what's going to happen at the end, what that's going to be like, and also to get those really positive feelings about what it will be like to achieve that. So, you know, you're kind of almost, you're almost three quarters of the way there, like, just by doing this one little bit at the beginning. So that's something that SMART doesn't do as such or in such detail. So then, I mean, people who know coaching, then I, then I go into some sort of coaching method. Then you can start talking about, you know, where you are now in terms of meeting your goal, what could you do? What will you do? What obstacles might be in the way? When are you going to do these things? That's, that's the whole rest of the hour, <laughs> the coaching yeah. session or whatever. So that's, that's not really about the goal setting. That's about how you're going to get there. So there's, but this, that part called a well-formed outcome is always what I do at the beginning and always what I do when I form my own goals as well. And it's almost better, you know, even good to talk it through with people and say it out loud. You know, when we say things out loud, it breathes life into it. And that's, that's this whole part of what's important in, in goal setting for me. So I guess if you were really wedded to SMART, and I know people are and companies are, then you could maybe add this bit in somewhere. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's a very, very useful addition, actually. Um, part yeah. of the goal setting that I do is, you know, when I write my goals down, is that I do write them as if I have already achieved them. And what you've just described takes that, to well it's an enormous step forward towards the having already achieved because you're you know you're adding so much extra to the situation by you know the visualization and the the feelings associated with it which again feeds your reticular activating cortex which will help you towards it in so many ways so uh, yeah when things get tough it's a way of just giving you that little extra boost so it's something yeah so I need to consider with with my future goal yeah sure and you can even do it standing up you know sometimes I work with people where we they stand and then they imagine in the room where their end point is in terms of time you know this this is next October when I when I Climb Kilimanjaro, and then and then I ask them to walk there, and then to step into that place, you know, step there, and that's really powerful as well. And then run through those questions um, and those prompts uh, while they're there, and and that's really good. Sometimes sometimes it's nice to sit down, sometimes it's nice to move around, and that moving around helps people as well. And and that literal sort of taking a step forward, stepping into it, is very powerful. I can so remember. Yeah, no, I can. I can remember in the early stages we actually did this exercise mm -hmm. in my kitchen. We did, 
And yeah, we kept all the post-it notes. I kept all the post-it notes that we'd written down as we were going step by step. And it was able to reflect on them a year or so later. And yeah, it was, the steps had been achieved. Yeah, that was brilliant. And I shared that with my coach as well. I was was so proud. I I showed him the text that you sent me about, you know, when you'd achieved it, we talked about it because I was, I wasn't a coach at that point. That's when he was teaching me how to coach a bit, you know. So yeah, that's a powerful way, you know, saying, you know, some people find this a bit tricky, but it's really powerful if you can do this like you did. Pretend it's all done. This is another way. Pretend it's all done. And then say what you did first. So you're talking in the past tense. So first of all, a year ago, I did this and then I did that. So you're talking in the past tense. So that's, that's something slightly different but fits with that. So there are all these different really wonderful coaching tools and techniques to, to really you know, get into your goal and, and to understand it and to fully, fully live it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question about you know, when you're, you're setting your own personal goals, you do write them down. Yeah. And how important is that? Can you explain why that is so important? Yeah, it's really important. I do write them down and clients that I work with, I ask them to write their goals down as well for two reasons. First of all, because it serves, you know, as a memory aid or it serves as sort of an inspiration. So I know some people look, once it's written down, they look at it often or they might pin it up onto a vision board or their pin board or in their diaries or on their um, homepage on their phone or you know something like that something they're working towards that they can see it so it serves as a visual reminder that you're working towards this goal and that's brilliant so writing down is really good and then when I was trained my trainers said to me that it serves another purpose in that writing down your goals and I'm talking about handwriting here not typing so handwriting your goals you know it does something in your brain it activates the left and right parts of your brain it goes into your subconscious so somehow don't ask me how Doug this is just what I've learned it goes into your subconscious and when things are in our subconscious and this is what the work that I do with NLP as well is that it's it's more likely to be achieved and it's it's sort of in you and you kind of understand it and it's embedded and when things are you know in your subconscious you can access it at any time it's it sort of becomes part of you so that handwriting um, goals down is really important you know and if you think about it you know often when we when people who um, revise for exams they handwrite their notes it goes goes into them somehow or sometimes I write a shopping list and when I get to the shop I don't need to look at that list because it's, it's gone into my <laughs> subconscious I know what it is already I've, I've written it down I've said it out loud you know so that process is really important one is a sort of reminder as a prompt and also handwriting it puts it into your subconscious as well there so, must be more exciting things that you can write as part of goals rather than your shopping list <laughs> But yes, I understand the importance of <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So that's just like a, a sort of an example of how it gets into, you know, what how it works, how it's in your subconscious. But yeah, all the goals that I do, I write them down, I look at them, I revisit them, I put them places, so they're roundabout. And you know, and research shows that people who do that are much more likely to to meet their goals, which which is all good. So and that's what I help my clients do and that's why it's important for me I always make sure have you written down your goal you know if I'm coaching on the phone I can't see them <laughs> so yes I would definitely recommend that that's super so um just before we close now what advice would you give to other people that you haven't shared already to help them with working towards their goals yeah okay so yeah things I haven't shared already so connecting with your why 
So why are you doing this? Thinking about the reasons and the purpose behind it. And again, really living that as well. What, what really is the purpose behind the goals? What will it achieve? So connecting with your reason why is a really good thing and revisiting that as well to help you set goals and, and to achieve them. And also dreaming big, you know, let's, let's dream. Let's think about what can I do? Let's, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to stay in our comfort zone. It's very easy to be safe, to be small. You know, it is more challenging to be brave and to get out there and to, uh, to do the things that you want to achieve. So let's, you know, let's dream big. So think about what you could achieve. What's, what's available to you? What do you want to do? Let's, let's have a big dream. Why not? And then bring that back to um, a goal and to, and to action and taking action. Because, you know, a lot of things are achievable. So, so dreaming big. I think is- uh, I have to agree with you there. And, and they do need to be big and they need to be hairy and audacious and they need to be bags, big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah, so yeah. It's surprising what we're actually capable of if we, you know, actually decide that we want to do something and give yes. it a go and get the yes. right support. That's probably the most important thing. That was my next point, actually, about getting the right support. So you're absolutely right. Seek help when you need it. So seek help from a coach, seek help from a mentor, seek help from a friend, you know, whatever it is that, that you need some help with or some support with, then, um, then do that. So, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Doug. That was one of my points as well. So. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, so if you're a leader out there and you want to demonstrate outstanding leadership, then you need to get in touch with Anita. Her details will be contained in the notes section below this podcast. And all it uh, leaves me to say is, Anita, thanks very much for joining me. And look forward to catching up with you again soon, obviously, on a personal basis. But you never know professionally as well. Thank you, Doug. It's been great being with you today. See you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's Goals Do Come True. If you want to be held accountable, email your list of goals to doug at dougbennett.co.uk. And to find out about my latest talks and upcoming book, visit dougbennett.co.uk.